This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nos. Good evening. Uh, we are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. This is the first chapter, and uh, in that we are now starting the fifth sutra. Like I had explained yesterday to you all, that Narad Bhakti Sutra is a very deep devotional. poem which narada himself has prescribed it talks about how devotion is to be done towards the divine lord i had also clarified to you yesterday that when we are talking about god or when we are talking about the supreme divine consciousness we are not talking about deities we are not talking about the smaller deities that are there those are the ones which are created by the mother nature or prakriti everything goes back into the brahma brahma gets absorbed back into the supreme divine consciousness this is what we had learned as of yesterday and we were talking about devotion being the highest form of reaching the divine so we are starting with the fifth sutra from chapter 1 having attained which devotion he cares for nothing never grieves never hates never delights in anything he finds no urge or enthusiasm for sense enjoyment so a person who has achieved attained the highest devotion he cares for nothing never grieves there is no grief in this person's world never hates anybody he never delights in anything so there is no delight in the person he is not going to jump up with joy or dance or something like that and he finds no urge or enthusiasm for sense enjoyments there are different kinds of sense enjoyments which we had studied as of yesterday the sense enjoyments connected to the sense organs and the organs of action there are the five sense organs which we know hearing touching seeing all those and the organs of action are connected to the hands the legs and all that means we grasp things we walk talk those are the things that we perform with the organs of senses and action now everybody finds delight in that now the word delight is actually a misnomer over here delight doesn't actually mean oh enjoying like that it means the senses are enjoying that action suppose the eyes have to enjoy an object it need not be pleasant also you see when we look at an object it has to be pleasant it has to look nice not necessarily the enjoyment which we speak about can be 
the reverse also it could be a torture also it could mean very simply that i don't like this but yet i am doing this now you may like a sharbat it's sweet to taste you may like grape juice it's sweet but there are bitter juice the bitter ones are bitter gourd juice i suppose you are to take that <clears throat> you will immediately make a face and say oh it is so bitter or if you take just a lemon juice without the sugar in it then what happens you will crinkle up your nose and say oh it's not good but your senses are enjoying it now the word senses are enjoying it means what your entire tongue has got the sense of taste isn't it now in various places on the tongue there are these sensory perceptions which are happening in some places you get the sense of sweetness some place you may get sour some place you may get bitter isn't that what happens the nerve endings which are connected to the bitter are actually enjoying the bitterness coming towards them the nerve endings which are towards the sweeter aspect of it will enjoy the sweeter ones whatever you eat whatever do you drink if it is sweet that particular portion gets activated and it tells you that this is sweet hearing you see when you hear something there could be a pleasant sound and i'm sure if you go to a club or a discotheque or some such place or you go to a show where they play loud music 10000 20000 watts of just bang 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 going on everybody shouting and yelling and doing all kinds of things isn't that also an enjoyment so in your ears there's a place where you may like the pleasant sound and you can also like the harsh one sometimes when we use speech now remember when i use the tongue i am using it for sensing something what am i sensing the sweetness the sourness and so on and so forth but the same tongue rather i should call it the voice box that is there connected to now this is going to enjoy so the speech we have organs of action remember five organs of action the organs of action are two hands two legs the genitals the anus and the organ of speech 
you do action with it now the same organ of speech sometimes speaks very beautiful words and sometimes it derides another person the same organ of speech can be used for saying something terrible about another person that is also called sense enjoyment so here narada is saying having attained which he cares nothing he doesn't care the devotee of god doesn't care doesn't bother his head about the sweet sense or the bitter or the sour or whatever he doesn't care whether he is hearing good words or bad words he doesn't bother about speaking also he doesn't like or hate anything you see when you hear somebody speak ill about you when you hear those words you immediately start deriding that person a true devotee doesn't utter a single word against another person the devotee doesn't even bother so he says he never grieves grief comes to a person because of various reasons you know we get upset now how many people are dead today nearly 21000 it's a big number how many people are affected 470000 people are affected just now at this given moment in time it's a big figure because of this covid 19 so many people are affected and imagine someone very close to you could be a friend could be a relative is affected by it you will immediately be under grief so many people have become homeless because they don't have jobs you have seen people go from one place to the other walking from delhi the people have started walking because there is no transport available they want to go to their native place because they don't have food to eat also so at such times do you feel bad about them yes you feel sad about things going on in this world yes you feel upset because people are going in doing something wrong yes there are people who are enjoying parties you feel bad about it somebody uploaded a video of travelers coming back to australia from different parts of the world and they were all in a cluster and everywhere at the airport was written stay 1.5 meter away from the next person social dis- you know distancing is what is mentioned over there but everybody was crowding in people had come from all over the world from china from europe and all that and they were at this australian airport and somebody uploaded this video 
When the officer over there was asked why is he not implementing it 1.5 meters away, nearly 5-6 feet, he says, what am I to do? He never cared for it. So at such point in time, don't you feel angry? What is he doing? The people are going to enter Australia. They will spread that virus. You don't even know that. So you feel sad. You feel upset because somebody is doing something wrong. Your boss treats you badly. You get totally upset. Why is my boss behaving like this? Your downline is overriding you and going and talking to all the bosses possible. What happens to you? You immediately get very upset, angry. Why? How can this person do this to me? Well, this is what Narada says. A true devotee, he doesn't care. He doesn't grieve for anything. He never delights in anything. He doesn't feel nice about anything. He never hates anybody. He doesn't say anything. And he finds no urge or enthusiasm for sense enjoyment. He doesn't feel bad. He doesn't feel I have to go and do this. There is a law which says, you know, you just have to do social distancing. Okay. Most of the people are upset. They are angry. They are saying, why should I stay away? On the contrary, I will call a lot of people to my place. Well, the urge is there. Urge. It is called the urge. When you are told not to do something, the urge grows in a person. Say. Don't do this. Who the hell are you to tell me I shouldn't do this? I am going to do this. Well, why is that? A true devotee of the Lord doesn't even have urges of any kind. No urge of any kind. He doesn't like any sense enjoyment. He doesn't have the enthusiasm. Oh, I feel like enjoying myself. He doesn't even bother about that. So the devotee of the Lord, he's not an idiot by the way. He understands that everything is worthless. What is the point in getting angry? What is the point in getting upset? What is the point in you know feeling very nice about things? In his world, the only thing which he can feel nice about is the God. The only thing that he is supposed to be feeling good about is the divine consciousness. He is not bothered about the rest of the people or things that are happening around him. So, this is what the verse is talking about. So, we move to the next verse. This is Sutra 6. Having known which... That means having known this devotion, one becomes intoxicated, silent and enjoys in the self. Now, 
the word intoxicated is a little bit difficult to understand for people who have heard about other intoxicants right now you have other intoxicants going on i have seen all these great sages you know what they do they take that charas and all that and then they smoke the pipe they do that and they get very intoxicated we are not discussing that intoxication over here this intoxication is about love remember have you seen a, a lover he is constantly you know they say you know he has got those great eyes is completely lost he is like a puppy you seen small puppies hmm? they have got those beautiful eyes and they are just looking like this at you he is like that intoxicated the devotee the person who is full of devotion to the lord he becomes completely intoxicated as if he has taken a lot of drugs a lot of liquor a lot of intoxicants he is literally like that his eyes may be closed or his eyes may be literally like this you know you will not even understand how they are because when you look at him he looks completely lost those who have seen the picture of sai baba or ramkrishna paramahansa i'm sure you have seen their eyes are completely lost like this so these people are intoxicated they are silent the word which doesn't define 99.9% of the people in the world silence you see a devotee of god is always silent he doesn't open his mouth he is literally completely lost in himself enjoys in the self he is so intoxicated and lost in himself that he really has no clue about what is going on around him a true devotee of god is so madly in love with god that he has absolutely no clue about the world around him he has no idea people may be talking they may be getting upset they may be angry something is going wrong somewhere things are happening around this person and yet this person is calm peaceful silent lost in himself and is like an intoxicated person nothing in this world is affecting him why because he is a devotee of god you may say that how is it that he may have an apathetic attitude you know i don't care no a material worldly person will say these words i don't care i don't care 
this person is silent he doesn't say i don't care he doesn't say that i don't give a damn he doesn't say i am a devotee of god so i don't give a damn he's not bothered about that do you understand he has no queries in his mind he doesn't even bother about asking a devotee is truly a person who is intoxicated in the self self intoxicated lost in himself so there are no words coming out from the mind or from anywhere from their mouth there is nothing happening person is silent you see the strangest person in a satsang would be sitting like a mouse in the corner he may not even seem to be looking or hearing anything he is just sitting over there lost in god if you ask that person something do you know anything what this person is saying he will say i don't know i don't understand you should take the live examples i mean from the past also <laughs> you will find that ramana maharshi completely intoxicated in the self there was no way in which you could have poked that person to find out whether you know whether he will give some answers nobody can expect an answer from the devotee of god he is silent lost in the divine bliss of the lord please remember these words why you see material worldly people their minds are always alert they want to know i want to know this i want to know this this i have to get they are always chattering chat 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 they are always talking their mind is talking they are always looking for something or the other their mind is like a monkey it jumps from one tree to another to another to another to another to another it can never remain silent the devotee's mind doesn't even exist why he is lost in the self and because he is lost in the self nothing happens no mind chatter no and because there is no mind chatter he doesn't have to bother about anything he is lost in the self so we have come to the sixth sutra and like i said this is a very short chapter just six lines and that is the end of this particular one so we will begin the next one
वी आर डूइंग द नारद भक्ति सूत्र दीज आर सूत्रास सेवन टू फोर्टीन वी हैड डन टिल सिक्स सो फार सो नाव वी आर गोइंग टू डू फ्रॉम सेवन टू फोर्टीन इट इज कॉल्ड द यूनिकनेस ऑफ द लव डिवाइन हाउ यूनिक इज दिस लव so the seventh sutra says because it is of the nature of renunciation there is no element of desire in that divine love because it is of the nature of renunciation there is no element of desire in that love divine devotion is this divine love hmm? there is complete renunciation renunciation means the literally given up things you know it's not again like i said don't say i don't care no i have a lot of people in my world who just keep on saying you know i don't care about this I just want to leave everything and go away. I don't want to bother my head about it. Oh by the way that is not called renunciation. It means you are very attracted to the world. It means you want to be in this world. When you say I don't want to be you see understand one thing any person who says this is black in color is comparing it to white isn't it? there are always two things isn't it if i say i don't want this world it is comparing to i want this world i don't like someone so there is always this comparison happening come consistently there is always the other part to it isn't it Now here in case of the devotee of God this this is the strangest part he has renounced his job is renunciation there is nothing in this world which attracts him the attraction of these worlds are too many isn't it right from the beautiful places the world has got like say the eiffel tower the tower of london taj mahal you know you go to america there are some beautiful places you go to canada you go to australia you go to new zealand the whole world is such a beautiful place for the devotee it doesn't really matter he doesn't say i want to go here or i want to go there he can be just sitting in his room social distancing social you see what we are talking about he may be just sitting in his room he is not even bothered he has done renunciation the devotee of the lord one who has this love divine this love of his is like this renunciation and there is no element of desire 
the funniest part is i want to see god you know this is one thing which i have always seen in every person that has come to me i want to see god you want to see god how does your god look like oh he is written in the scriptures no he has got those four hands He's got those beautiful eyes. He's got a such a nice face. He's got beautiful hair. He's stuck one feather in his hair. Oh, is it? Think, think, think. What am I saying? I love that kind of a picture. I want to see that God. Which God is that? Krishna. or maybe somebody will say i like to see bal krishna baby krishna how does the baby krishna look like he is blue in color by the way oh baby krishna is blue in color you know some child who is called the blue baby is gone i i hope you understand english ah. <laughs> okay and what does he do oh he runs after all these gopis is it and then what does he do he has got one flute in his hand you know and what does he do he just runs around naked all over the town or oh, is that how krishna is okay or oh, you want to see that krishna or you want to see the grown up one you want to see shiva now how does shiva look like by the way oh he is that great guy you know nice muscled guy literally and he sits in meditation eyes closed there's a third eye over here he's got those hairs tied up over here there is a waterfall coming from top of his head which is called the ganga river that image you want to see or you want to see the the person who comes with the you know the bull is that the one that you want to see he comes with a lady sitting in front of him parvati amma that's the god you want to see i want to see lakshmi how is she dressed she's dressed in the best of nalli silks by the way is it she's dressed in the best of the silks don't they have some other kind of a texture or a, a fabric in their heavens why silk only it's written in the scriptures I mean think about it you are carrying your girlfriend's photograph in your purse okay the girlfriend was maybe 5 years ago you had she had taken one very nice photograph she had got it from one you know nice photographer and you want to see the same person now 5 years later or 10 years later does it look like that so what god do you want to see it's your wild imagination you have seen some picture and you want to see some god somewhere like that that is called a desire my desire to see that god every person who is born who is got a body 
wants to see another god who has got a body do you get this point Did, don't you know that anybody who has a body is only maya's creation maya i just now you know when we started this satsang i told you all that you are saying is connected to mother nature if mother nature wants to design a god which is totally like an alien creature why will you not accept him you see in india we praise even the rat a tortoise we pray to him we pray to the bull we pray to the cow we pray to the pig we pray to every creature on earth a peacock oh when you look at a peacock and you say oh that must be krishna's or it must be belonging to kartike swami we are praying to all these things and this thing which you are talking about which every person comes and ask me actually they don't ask me they demand of me i want to see god what god are you talking about you see if god comes in the form of some strange person okay and stands in front of you you won't recognize him also and you think god is going to come carrying one bull over here okay walking down the street with bull and parvati ma with him and ganesha sitting over there and he's going to come and knock on your door and say see i am god they showed it in some movie and everybody was you know making fun of it i don't understand why are people making fun of it it is somebody's creation the desire to see god is very very strange it is a desire that is what he says a devotee of god has no element of desire he doesn't even want to see god think what i am saying the greatest of the sages the greatest and the greatest of the sages ever yesterday i told you story of kabir isn't it meera bai you think she saw krishna any time in her life or what never in maharashtra we have tukaram maharaj you think tukaram ever saw god never yeah of course his wife saw it he never saw take any sage for that matter now sai baba is also a sage isn't it you think sai baba saw some god somewhere no ramakrishna parmahansa he said you know i used to talk to mother so when vivekananda asked him narendra his name was he says i want to see god he says go see what did he see just white light let me assure you this it is still a desire a devotee of god a devotee of god who is intoxicated in love doesn't have even this desire 
You know Krishna what he does when a person has no desire? And I am not joking about this. This is the truth. When there are no desires, the Lord will come and stand in front of you. How is he going to be dressed? Don't ask me. When he comes and stands in front of you, I don't know how he's going to be dressed. He could be dressed like a plain bhikari also, you know, somebody on the roadside. Or he might be a dog. There's a story of this dog, you know, who came and ate the food. In Sai Satcharitra. So these kind of things happen. The person has no idea about any desire whatsoever. If you have a desire, I want to see God, I want to attain realization, I want to do this and I want to do that. You are not a devotee. You are some ordinary mortal who is trying to think you are some great devotee. There should be absolutely no desire. In my own world, I think I met my Gurudev just two, three times. That's it. Today, if you ask me, do you want to see him? I'll say, no. Why do I want to see him? You know the answer? He lives within me. I don't have to go somewhere to look for him. Do you get this? You don't understand this is because you still feel God is somewhere outside. You see, God is nowhere outside. He lives in your heart, which is what Narada is going to teach us. So, because of it, because of this devotion, the nature of renunciation, there is no element of desire in that love divine. In this love, there is no desire. Material, worldly people, when they say, I have unconditional love for you some person will say to you I love you unconditionally sir he is asking you for something there is no unconditional love in this world nowhere in this world there is unconditional love why because people are very self-centered they want to be happy and because they want to be happy, they will want something from you. It is called desire. The desire to be happy is also a desire. Remember this. I want to be happy. I want to be blissful. I want to be contented. I want to travel. I want to do this. What are you saying? I want to be next to you. What? Next to Krishna? None of these great devotees were next to him. Why? He lived in their heart. You understand this? That is the funniest part. So where is the question of being next to him? So I hope you understood this verse, this particular sutra. There are no desires and their world is literally like a renunciation. They have given up all these desires. For the sake of this divine love. Understood? Sutra 8 says, 
the renunciation indeed is of total giving up of all secular and religious activities ah, this is very dangerous verse for most of you secular and religious activities what are secular and religious activities going to temple going to church praying doing all kinds of activities which will say i want to reach this destination true devotee this renunciation indeed is of total giving up of all secular and religious activities the vedas are there you know what they say you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to live in this world for which you have to make money you have to get married you have to get children you know the purusharth the four things that are there ha huh? dharma artha kama moksha the vedas are saying you have to do that you have to go through these stages you have to earn your living you have to get married you have to settle down in your life then you are supposed to give up then you are supposed to go to the jungles and then you are supposed to do this and then you are supposed to do that and the vedas also prescribe this prayer for that that prayer for that you have to do this you have to do devi sadhana and falana and dikna so many things are prescribed now narada is the direct mouth of the god remember this please understand one thing very clearly whatever secular activities that you are doing whatever religious things that you are doing don't even bother about them a devotee doesn't even bother about doing anything he doesn't do vratas you know i want to keep a vrat what vrat are you doing i am not going to eat this on this day right you are not going to eat what you see otherwise i eat a little bit of egg and all that kind of stuff and maybe that day you know i will just have some grains wow you just want to eat some grains maybe you don't want to eat that also maybe you just want to eat a fruit oh these are called secular activities by the way do you know that or you don't know that every morning i get up and i do pranayama yogasana i do surya namaskara i do this i do that yeah i stay in one old you know country where six months i don't see the sun and still i have to do surya namaskar where does your surya stand by the way what are you talking about all these activities which you think you are so great at doing these activities throw them out of the window a true devotee does not do totally gives up and this is a very dangerous line i told you because you are definitely doing those activities 
you think by doing something you are going to attain something the previous verse it said not that there no desires if it is a question of attainment then there is a desire see if you want to attain something in this world it's always about desire isn't it i want to attain first rank so the desire is to get the first rank i have to study very hard i want to get the seat in engineering means i have to study very hard i have to pass my cet examination this that all those things isn't it and here narada is telling you sir if you want to be the devotee of god first thing is that you give up totally give up secular and religious activities i only practice devotional path by the way anybody who comes to me and says you know guruji i want to learn about this and i want to learn about it's not that i can't teach them all these things i can teach them anything that they want to know it's not difficult but all those paths you know they're still full of desires a path of devotion doesn't have any desire whatsoever there's no fruit also there's no desire also there's nothing those who come and say i want to learn about all those great texts that are there you know you have a library full of them i want to know this and i want to know that and i want to study this book and i want to study that book and i want to understand all this and i tell them uh, really why do you want to know all this so secular religious they are not bothered about religion they are not bothered about secularism they are not bothered about anything a devotee of god is so intoxicated in krishna in the divine consciousness in father in heaven that in his world he doesn't even bother about anything he doesn't say i have to do some kind of a religious activity i have to celebrate this festival i have to celebrate that festival i have to do this puja i have to go to this temple i have to do this he doesn't bother he doesn't bother about doing some headstands also he doesn't bother about doing some namaskara he doesn't bother about saying the name of you know you know all those japas that person does Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Oh, I don't know how many Om, 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 Om. They keep on doing. He doesn't even say Om. This is a secular activity. He doesn't even bother about that. Krishna is very, you know, he is describing this. Narada is talking about Krishna, how to reach the supreme divine consciousness. He doesn't even say you have to say Om. you have to say om namo bhagavate vasudevaya or he doesn't even say that whether you do some upvas for him say i have not eaten for you you know today krishna says mai kya karu what am i to do about it he <laughs> have not eaten big deal <laughs> so <laughs> a very peculiar instance when people will come to meet me they'll say guruji first i have to do the prayer and then i will eat the food i look at them and i say you know what in marathi we have one saying in marathi we have one saying adi potoba mag vithoba means what you know first you have your fill food and then you can think of god you see if you go and do something empty with empty stomach no no god will even come to you you will be always thinking oh nice smells are coming from the kitchen 
Oh, nice smells are coming from the kitchen. I think they are frying the puris. Mm, they are frying the bhajiyas. Okay, they are doing these. You are not doing prayers. <laughs> you are only slurping. Mm, mm, mm. You are doing like this. <laughs> Don't bother your head about it. Go eat your food. God has never said don't eat your food. He says go eat your food and then you can come for my darshan. The true devotee has no hang-ups whatsoever. He doesn't care for religion. He doesn't care for any secular kind of activity also. He says I have given up all this nonsense and I don't care about it. So we move to the next verse, which is Sutra 9. In the Lord, wholehearted, single-minded devotion, and in all else there are contrary to it devotion, that is, complete indifference. This is the nature of renunciation. What is the nature of renunciation? <laughs> in every other form of trying to reach God, it, there is a mention, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to learn this, you have to do this, you have to do that. All these kind of nonsensical things are there. They will follow a path clearly defined. And the definitions are such. First we are going to say this. Then we are going to do this. Then we are going to do that. All those things are there. There is a clear definition of what you are supposed to do and how you are supposed to do. Material worldly people are always used to these kind of things. You see, fill this form up. You see, when you go for admission also, for college now, admissions will start in the next couple of months. What are you supposed to do? Eligibility criteria. First, have you passed your CET examination? Yes. Now go to the college office, take a form. Sometimes you have to bribe the pune over there because forms are finished. Why? You came little late, no? But you thought that admission is guaranteed just like that. I mean, you can just walk inside a college and get... No, sir. Little greasing is required. You get the form. After that, you feel attachment of this certificate, that certificate. What? Transfer certificate. Oh my God. You know how many certificates you have to apply for? The mark sheets, this, that. There are processes and processes and processes. Ask anybody who has a child. And that person wants to take admission, <laughs> admission for the child in some school. The one thing that person is thinking of, Are donation kitna lega? <laughs> it is not the donation that anybody is bothered about. It is the number of forms you have to prove that you are the father and the mother of that child also. Think about it. You have brought the child in front of the principal and you still have to prove that you are the father and the mother and the father and the principal is going to ask us, Hello child, what is your name? What is your papa's name? What is your mommy's name? You know, we follow so many do's and don'ts in our world. And there are criteria, and there are forms and there are this and there are that. 
all this in spiritual in the world of devotion is nirodak not required not required he says if you are wholeheartedly and madly in love with god and if you have a single minded devotion and in all else there are contrary to it the rest of the things are contrary to it in devotion the simplest thing to do is what just be in love okay uh, you don't have to give some fancy watches and all that you know otherwise next time you'll think you know being in love with krishna means what one rolex aha uh-huh. and what else oh he wears that very nice nose ring and he he puts on nice you know bangle and all i will make it with diamonds krishna doesn't even care for diamonds i hope you understand this he doesn't care for anything so the supreme divine consciousness or the father in heaven doesn't bother about this kind of things for all other gods by the way i told you for all other deities whether it is brahma whether it is vishnu whether it is shiva whether it is lakshmi parvati you name it all these are called lesser deities for them you have to follow rituals rites all kinds of things they have special demands by the way i want this peda i want that this thing i want gulab jamun i want flower red color i want flower white color i want you know all these things are there all these gods and goddesses they have a list of demands you go to that temple no and you will find outside the temple all those people sitting over there with nariyal and this and that oh this is navdhan okay nine kinds of grains are there what for what purpose god is not even going to eat that he is a statue over there and he is not going to eat it but no you have to give to meet this divine consciousness to meet krishna he doesn't care he doesn't want anything from you nothing all that is nirodak throw it out he doesn't even say that you have to do this for me or that for me no secular activities please understand no secular activities just keep on saying i love you i love you i love you but that's enough do you get this point or no <laughs> he doesn't want anything from you devotion is all about being madly in love and madly in love means there are no desires no wants nothing 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 everything he is completely indifferent this devotee of the lord is indifferent to everything he doesn't perform any kinds of puja part or anything he doesn't bother krishna is exactly like that to attain krishna to attain the highest supreme divine consciousness to be that one with the father in heaven he just says just be in love with me that's it so <laughs> story time <laughs> every day i told you i'll tell you one story a short story see there was once upon a time a great sage now this great sage he was saying you know i eat food with god he used to eat food with god by the way 
So there were other sages who were sitting in a meeting, like you have this United Nations conference, you know, all these sages were sitting in one United Nations, <laughs> United Sages Conference, <laughs> USC. <laughs> so they, they were all sitting over there and everybody was discussing about how they are madly in love with God. So when they came to this guy, Namdev, and who was testing this out? You have heard of this person called Gora Kumhar? He was a fair guy. He was a Kumhar. Pottery. He used to make pots. You know how you test the pots? You take one stick and you knock it. And you come to tuk tuk tuk. And you come to know whether the stick, you know with that stick they knock it and they will understand whether it is fine or not fine. So he went around knocking everybody's head. Oh, this fellow is good. <laughs> so he went around everybody. Tukaram Maharaj was there and Nyaneshwar was there. Everybody he went around and when he came to this guy, they knocked on his head. No noise. No noise is coming. So <laughs> he says, this fellow is still kacha. Kacha matka. Means he is like a raw, you know, one who is not baked. Baking. Baking of the pot. So this pot of this fellow is not baked. So Namdev got very angry. He said, what do you think of yourself? You think you are some great people? You are trying to make judgments on me? You don't know I am the greatest devotee of Lord. Who is the Lord? Vithoba. You know Vithala. We call him <laughs> Vithala Panduranga. He says, you guys, you have not even met him. You don't know me. I am the greatest devotee. That's why every day I have lunch with him. And he gets very angry and he goes away from there. And he comes to Vithala, Panduranga. And he says, you know what? Those idiots, they think that they know too much. These other saints. They don't even see you. I see you. Every day I have lunch with you. Isn't it? <laughs> Panduranga laughs at him. What they said is correct. You are still raw. You are still, you know, that pot of yours is still kacha. He says, how is that possible? You, Lord of all the people in the world, Panduranga, you are telling me I am the kacha fellow? That is not correct. <laughs> so he says, you see, you do one thing. First, you got to get a guru for yourself. And then the guru will teach you and when he teaches you, then you will understand the truth. Who is God? You see, if every day you were to see me, it's an illusion. I think you don't understand this. So first meet your Guru. So he says, where can I find my Guru? So he says, go to this village, you will find him. So this guy sets out early in the morning, he goes. Outside the village, he's waiting. There's one small old temple, you know, so... He says, I will take refuge in this temple. In the morning, I will go to the village and I will find out who this great guy is, guru fellow that I got to meet. So, what he does is, when he goes inside this old temple, he sees there is this guy who is sleeping over there and who has no idea about this world and his legs are on top of the Shivlinga over there. 
You see, he has put his leg on the shivlinga. Sometimes you also do that, isn't it? You put one pillow and you put your leg on top of it, isn't it? This is how we sleep also sometimes. So <laughs> this guy is fast asleep and he's put his leg on top of a shivling over there. So he says, hey, get up, hey, get up, hey, get up. Ah, he is not, he's snoring away. All right. So <laughs> he says, what am I to do? It's a, it is blasphemy. You see, you cannot put your legs on the shivlinga like this. So he says, I will take his legs and I will put it at the side. So he just lifts his leg like this and puts it at the side. Now where he keeps it, there is another shivlinga over there. So then he takes the leg and he tries to put it somewhere else. There is another shivlinga which pops up and he turns him right 360 degrees. Just imagine, you know, this guy is sleeping there and <laughs> another is trying to take his leg and put his here, there, here, there. And he is not even getting up. Finally, he understands this guy must be somebody great. So then he realizes and he says, Sorry, sir, I think I have made a mistake. I just want to know who you are. So this person gets up. And then Namdev understands that he is meeting his guru. His name is Visoba Khetar. You know, Marathi words are very difficult to pronounce. Visoba Khetar. You see, you try pronouncing this word. <laughs> Khetar. It's difficult. Visoba Khetar is a great guru. And our friend has to bow down to him. And he says, you must be the great guru. He says, can you please tell me what was happening over here just now? He says, don't you understand? Where can you put my leg somewhere where there is no God? And that time he realizes the truth. God is everywhere. And my guru, Visoba Khetar, is teaching me this today. That means I have not understood God. So even if I eat lunch with Panduranga, I have still not understood what God is. So I started with, what is this God you want to see? The God here is that divine consciousness which we call as Krishna, the Father in heaven. And how do you want to see him? He is everywhere. And this is the truth about spirituality. A devotee is knowing this and that is the reason why he doesn't demand anything. There are no desires, there are no wants and there is nothing in this world that will tell him, you know, I need to see God. Don't worry, these are not the things that you have to ask for. Just have to be the best devotee in the world. So I will stop over here and I will see you all tomorrow after this. So we have done till verse 9, that is Sutra 9. Tomorrow we will do Sutra 10. And again another small story. See you all. Take care. Bye.